Hey, what up fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Pop. I'm your host, of Franchise. Of course, joining me is my co-host, Biko. What's up, guys? And welcome. This is episode 70 of the podcast. And remember, this podcast is on all things pop culture. You can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast fixed. We're also available on iHeartRadio now. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Anchor. For sponsoring this podcast. And also, you can check out our merch store. Go to teespring.com. Search for Talking Pop. We got t-shirts. We got hoodies. Especially being freaking warm right now. We it's, got hoodies. Yeah. We got tank tops. So <laughs> definitely, right. if you want to support the podcast, check it out. It's teespring.com slash Talking Pop. You know, also, too, right now, use the promo code TALKPOP. You get 10% off. You get 5 bucks off your order at checkout, dude. And honestly, we, we, we got some samples from Teespring. Your shirts are really good quality, guys. Definitely... Definitely, it's a good pickup for you guys. Um, this week, pretty much another like news-friendly uh, week. I mean, of course, there's been a lot of TV show revivals announcements last weekend. Like Mike Judge announced uh, he was to do with Comedy Central to reboot Beavis and Mudhead. Like they got like two seasons in the spinoff. Apparently, I was hoping yeah. for King the Hill. I was hoping for King the Hill, dude. I'm like, I yeah. I mean, Mike Judge, if you're not aware of him, he's brought us such amazing content, uh, just animation shows and showing his creativity. And if you're not, if you're been around since the 90s, uh, I would hope you'd be familiar with Beavis and Butthead by then. Uh, I was super young and I still fucking watch that show. No matter, I, I remember playing the Sega game and how dumb they can be, but it's it was a cultural icon in the 90s when MTV was trying to not just be music videos anymore. Um, but they try to balance that by giving us animated shows like Beavis and Butthead, Daria, one of my favorites. Um, and to see him get the nod to do another Beavis and Butthead this time, it, it left me with some bittersweet feelings. Because like you mentioned, we're fucking, we would hope to get King of the Hill right now. I think it would have been awesome to get more of that show instead of Beavis and Butthead. Because uh, King, of, King of the Hill ran a lot longer and to be honest, this is just another nostalgia grab that I think a lot of these companies, especially uh, a brand like MTV under Viacom's, you know, umbrella, they're, they're fucking just reaching for a demographic that's, dude, they're not watching this stuff. Like, I understand, maybe they're going to do, you know, the same shtick. Bob Wonder, it's going to be like, oh, like the current stuff. Yeah, that's which right is now, fine, but it's... but it's just very, it comes off very, like, to me, trying to see it with the nostalgic lens, it's kind of gone. Like, I'm just like, oh, this it's cute. Like, mm-hmm. it's cute. But I'm just like, nah, give us King of the Hill. Give us, like... Because I think... It, I know Greg Daniels was even, like, he was interviewed in the past, like, because, I mean, it was both him and Mike Judge yeah. that created a show. Even, like, even Mike Judge teased a little bit at that point that, you know... He wanted to go back into that and, you know, just see how, just to grow everybody up. Like, if he did do a King of the Hill reboot, like, it'd be Bobby, like, he's a little older... Because yeah. I would love to see, you know, Bobby, Joseph, you know, see how Hank, you know, and Peggy and the Hill family, like, deal with the issues that's currently going on right now. Especially I would love to Texas. see that right now. Because, I mean, it had yeah. so many... We like about King Hill, it addressed so many, like, issues, you know, when it comes to, like, the government and race and all that stuff. It, it dealt with that with issues like that as well. But hopefully they do something like that. Hopefully if, you know... Based on how successful Beavis and Butthead the reboot would be. I mean, it's going to hit a lot of the fans who grew up watching Beavis and Butthead. And I'm, the only thing for me about my curiosity is if they're going to... I have, like, segments in between where they watch music videos. 
Yeah. I mean, I think because they're under the same umbrella of Icom and MTV and all that, I'm assuming they're going to take, like, today's artists and just have Beavis and Butthead do, like, commentary order like they did in the past. Yeah. Which is what... That was my favorite part of the show. When they commentated over, yeah, like, music videos? Yeah, watching random music videos from, like, the 80s and the early 90s. And, and then they're doing a commentary over it, yeah. like, Judgment. Like, that's what they do best, and I think Beavis and Butthead would have been better in, uh, in a YouTube kind of quick clip setting. Mm-hmm. Uh... It's just it, I think it works better that way because like right now we're we're in the battle of attention uh, of keeping people's attention and we're talking I mean if you don't have TikTok now uh, besides its dangers it, TikTok is making it, it hit that spot as far as getting quick snippets of content let alone a minute or two and you know everyone's just it's a a, a war of attention and so I think with something like Beavis and Butt being probably push back onto MTV like who the fuck who who has cable that's not your parents like mm-hmm. people like the boomers situation and then maybe like 70s and up people who have cable still that don't that have it for a specific reason mm-hmm. most of the demographic we're streaming online and to the point where YouTube offers TV Hulu has it like you can have your own neat little package save yourself a bunch of money but if the content's not getting pushed up there like what what are Especially MTV, dude. Like, what's on MTV right now? Dude, I haven't watched MTV in, like, a long time. I really don't. Reality shows. Honestly, I mean, I recently, thanks to our TV provider, we got HBO Max, apparently. And I actually, like, for me, it's like, with TVs, like, like, right now, with no sports right now, like, whenever I go TV, I just watch, that's the reason why I have TV, because they have access to sports. But, of course, with a lot of these either... Slowly starting right now. It's like I'm mostly streaming and talking about HBO Max. It's not a bad service. I mean, if you have HBO, which apparently we're getting to a provider, so we got access to HBO Max. But I checked, I checked out the interface and everything. I kind of like for a fact that um, it's more simple. It's more organized. I mean, they have some findings from Crunchyroll. They have the Studio Ghibli films. Um, I checked out the Looney Tunes shorts they came out with. I mean, they got the originals, but they got like the new ones they came out with. This year, and they're actually not that bad. I mean, they got really good voice actors, the voice of characters. It like the, the the segments are like six minutes, seven minutes, like the old school Looney Tunes. Oh, I like really? the art style. So the art style plays homage to the the, the Looney Tunes shorts of the past. I mean, the only things that did change was you know Elmer Fudd and they're saying they're longer using guns, mm-hmm. and they use smartphones and stuff in there. So there's a mixture of that nostalgic thing. I mean, they had Daffy and Porky cartoons were hilarious. The segments were like Porky, um, like Tweety, and Sylvester really good as well. Of course, Bugs is back to his old wisecracking, you know, self. And it's like, not bad. I mean, for 12 episodes, uh, 12 se- uh, twelve minutes uh, each sec- each episode, it's not bad. Definitely check that out. Um, the one thing that kind of draw me to HBO is now that Doctor Who is basically on there now for streaming-wise. I mean, um, not knocking on Amazon, but at least on Amazon you have like Navigate through certain things just to get the David Tennant specials because they had all the specials pretty much like split off from the main seasons. But here in HBO Max, they have it all simple, all in one season. They all follow in order. So make more streamlined. I mean, of course you got Friends, you got Rick and Morty, you got, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you got Game of Thrones, so you got your HBO oh, Max. And you got a lot of the HBO original programming as well. HBO awesome. Max shows as well. So overall it's like... Definitely check out HBO Max for your, like I said, for your nostalgia. Like I said, they got the old Looney Tunes shorts in there as well. Like the 40s and 50s, so. And they had them in order as well, so they got in order as well. So it's like, like I said, they have Crunchyroll on there. So if you're big anime fans, 
They do have um, Crunchyroll uh, Essentials, so they'll have like the top series from Crunchyroll. I don't know if it's going to be like a rotate, they're going to rotate titles once in a while. But they have some really good ones on there, like Full Milk and Miss Brotherhood, Are You Life in Another World, um, for your anime fix as well. So, like, they're getting a lot of offerings. And, of course, like I said, um, they got software, just got edited recently. Got recently because their deal with Hulu expired, so now all South Park stuff's gonna be on HBO Max. So with their deal and everything, so something to talk about. Like, like I said, going back to Beavis and Butthead, hopefully it'll, it takes place in this current time frame. And like I said, with the music videos, hopefully they'll do current music videos and do their commentary they do on the show. Yeah. But I'm hoping, hopefully, if it does well, maybe Comedy Central will revisit King Hill. Uh, maybe, I mean... I mean, right now, I just read, too, that another show that was on MTV in the early 2000s was Clone High. I remember that series. It only lasted, like, 12 episodes. It was basically, like, this company, this laboratory took, like, DNA samples from, like, historical figures, pretty much made them into teenagers, and put them in high school. Mm-hmm. So you had Abraham Lincoln, who was eight. You had Gandhi, who was, like, his best friend. Joan of Arc, who was like almost like the goth chick almost. And, you know, Abe had feelings for Cleopatra. But, of course, Joan of Arc, you know, she had feelings for Abe. And, of course, you know, Cleopatra's hanging out with John F. Kennedy. So, it's like he had that. So, and I heard Phil Lord and Chris Miller are coming back. Because they were the minds behind Clone High. So, they got approached by MTV to revive it again. So, I'm curious to see what historic figures they're going to reboot. Especially in this day and age where right now we're, you know, this culture, cancer culture right now. So let's see what they have in store. And, of course, the spinoff on Dario is also being revised by MTV as well. Joni's her name or something? Yeah. Which, uh, man, I just, it's one of those things that you don't need to do. I mean, I started rewatching it again a lot more, but I just, fuck. Like, it's just something that doesn't need to be touched. And I understand you sound like the old man that's telling me to get off the porch. But, like, it's one of those things to where it's like you don't need to recreate everything it's like, it's unfortunately that, it's very unfortunate that we have to be in a realm where uh, nobody wants to really fund anything that's creative or new, except the properties that do get the funding to do it. It's it's not that it's not new, it's just that it's a whole different creative spin on things that work. Mm-hmm. And and that's what makes it a big hit. And I think with, play, like, with shows like Game of Thrones, and, and Stranger Things and, and different things that get popped up on Netflix and they get traction. I think the 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 cult the cult uh, fandom that that started from these things are the are the ones who really propel it. And everybody wants to capture that lightning in a bottle, but they also want to be safe. And so instead, they invest on shit that's already been done before. Mm-hmm. Which I get. It's you can reach a demographic that like right now, who knows what you can afford, but. That that's the thing I like to see, but at the same time, it's like you're also stunting, uh, which is I think is a big thing that's happened in cancel culture recently is the representation of things. So it's just kind of like, all right, so we're gonna go back and and it's like looking at your fucking yearbook. So you're going on your yearbook and like, oh, this person sucks. This person sucked back in the day. It's like, yeah, but you're talking like 20 years ago. Yeah. And when they reach for properties, uh, for this in this case, Beavis and Butthead, it's like. That was popular even when I was growing up, but even that was fading away because MTV's whole direction was changing. So it wasn't the fact that the property wasn't good or not. It had its heyday. It's just the fact that the, the networks changed their stride. So now that the networks are in this failing 
on this failing, uh, I want to say, totem pole that's about to fall off the cliff of what are we going to do? They're scrambling. Um, another thing I wanted to bring up, because I think it pertains to this uh, in podcast news, like SiriusXM is about to do a buyout of, of Stitcher. Meaning, really? Yeah. And if you're not familiar with Stitcher, uh, it's one of the bigger podcast networks, like uh, platforms next to uh, something like, you know, something like Spotify and Apple. So right now we're seeing a lot of these conglomerates uh, trying to snatch a piece of the pie and podcasting is very is a very wild west type of field right now but they mm-hmm. realize that people do listen and with these times I think I've listened to more podcasts than music yeah me too and um, so I read this morning they're trying to do oh man it was like a I was pull it up but it was like a crazy crazy number mm-hmm. and Sirius XM if you're not familiar with them you should be because I mean they got the biggest guy on there Howard Stern uh, next to Joe Rogan's podcast, which, but like Howard Stern's the goat, and he's, oh yeah, he, when he's to like, living nice. No, um, he's the legend because he can do whatever he wants. But if you don't remember, Sirius also bought Pandora because they wanted to compete into the the you know they wanted the to music put streaming. more podcasting on their music streaming because, because that Sirius Radio. Like I said, what's like now with Sirius, you know, at first when they came to be was of course with the satellite radio, but yeah. seeing that they don't have a lot of people on satellite radio because it's like HBO, not everybody has it. So that I mean I understand why they want to Pandora because yeah. Pandora is like their it's mostly like your radio. That's cool. I think now with Pandora you can get podcasts now too on Pandora as well. I think a lot of things are starting, like like us. You know, we started this podcast two years ago. I mean, we did. I reason why I started because you know I listened to Joe Rogan, I listened to um, Mark Marin, Steve Austin. You know, all those names because I'm like. You know, I got a lot of knowledge to share, and that's why, you know, I want to do it, too. That's why I approached Biko about it. I'm like, hey, let's do a podcast. Let's talk about things we love. We love movies. We like pop culture. So, like, hey, you know, if these guys are taking their time to give their opinions or reaching out to people that, you know, want to hear their opinions of what's going on, hey, that's kind of cool. And just to see what's going on behind the scenes, you know, especially with Mark Maron when he interviews different celebrity guests or even Joe Rogan, the same as well, because to see what, you know, their beginnings and stuff. I mean, when you go on talk radio, it's like it's kind of hard because you're limit limit how much time you have. When we go on yeah. podcasts, you're Aussie, you don't have a limit. You can pretty much just talk as you want to. Depends how your schedule is during the day. But of course, with talk radio, it's like you're limited how much time you can spend. Yeah, you got like commercials, you yeah. got advertisers. But with podcasts, it's kind of simple because like if you are sponsored, you can pretty much read all through the ads all in one go, and that's it. You know, and then you can just keep going like talking your content. You know. But like you said, with the Sirius XM going, you know, with Stitcher, like me, Stitcher is a big, you know, yeah. one of the biggest uh, path platforms for podcasting because, I mean, they do have a good lineup of love shows and stuff on there. So let's see how they they have a bunch of networks on there too that have, I mean, that host big names. I mean, Conan O'Brien has his a couple of his podcasts through their network with Earwolf and and Stitcher's been around. It's just it hasn't it it doesn't get the the recognition of platforming wise because we have you know Spotify trying to go hard in the game with the Rogan acquisition and uh, and Apple you know being already pre-installed on your phones and, and most of the people have iPhones so like it makes sense that you go with whatever is compatible with your device but uh, Stitcher's been in the game and, and for them to get acquired by Sirius and their network for a good chunk of change mm-hmm. and I I was reading through the comments earlier mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people don't don't like the app the Stitcher app itself really 
because yeah, something about how it doesn't like it just doesn't so, like the work interface very well. or yeah, the user interface still download episodes with, even if you told it not to do it through your ISS feed, and then either way, you run into a situation where it's like, well, fuck it's and and look, mind you, I don't use a Stitcher app, but I use the Apple one, and it's not any better. It's mm-hmm. there's got some quirks that they still need to fix. It still looks very old for what it. It it looks like I'm still going through the Apple Store. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they updated the Apple App Store, but they never updated the iTunes like like the podcast app. It looks the same as if I had it back then, and just never used it as much as I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's literally, I think, the only thing that's keeping them back is is the user interface for the app, and and that's like a big deal. I mean, if you don't fucking if you don't get that down, that mobile apps are everything these days. Because people all want to say what I don't know the statistics, but if if you're anything like me, I I used to be more on the computer, and now I'm more on my phone than the computer, and I'm trying to switch that. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, um, let's see, yeah. So so right now they're 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 looking to acquire. I think they're just dotting the T's and crossing the eyes. Um, so it's like a, it's not like a final deal yet. Like they're no, they're, they look like they're going to be the ones because it says EW Scripts has been shopping the podcast platform for several months. And they are the ones who are are the owners of Stitcher. And it says, yeah, dude, based on the Hollywood Reporter, uh, they're in advanced talks to acquire the, po- the, po- the podcast platform. It's given the satellite radio company a foothold in the burgeoning podcast business, which is led it by the rival in audio Spotify. Which, yeah, I can see that because if you're already listening to music on Spotify, there's a lot of exclusive ones you can go on there. And most of the podcasts you can find everywhere else you can find on there. Mm-hmm. So if they're trying to make a big foothold into this game, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. By mid mid June, they were trying to do the deal of the purchase. Um, and think about it: if they were to do that, there's there's no reason why they couldn't post some of like Howard Stern's episodes that were exclusive to XM only to Sirius. You know, feed a couple on Stitcher because I know uh, I know not everyone has everything uploaded. Yeah. See, um, so yeah, Stitcher's been around since 2008. Oh, wow, so they've been, they've, yeah, they've been around, and obviously, if you know, it's changed, it's changed a lot. Um, and when Scripps bought Stitcher, they brought in 17.1 million in, million in operating revenue for the first quarter of the year, up 13% from the same period of year. Mm-hmm. So, with them, they're looking to offload Stitcher for some time now, and it faces pressure in its core local television business. But once Frothy Podcast Market has been weathering its own rocky period because of the COVID outbreak. So they're looking to get $300 million for this sale to XM, hmm. to Sirius XM, which is fucking nuts. Uh, and uh, I was also reading, if you are familiar with, oh, what's his name? I just had it up. What the hell? But well, go ahead if you want to share something. Oh yeah, there's something that I don't know if you guys saw over the weekend. Um, Kanye West, everybody, yay! He has announced that he's gonna run for president in 2020. And the funny thing is, Elon Musk is on board. Basically, he's gonna back him up. I'm like, uh, I mean, at this point, it's like, I know I don't want to get political, but it's like, basically now, any my mentality going into this right now is anyone could be president. Oh yeah. And people don't realize that all you have to do is be a natural-born citizen and be 35 years old as the minimum age you can run for president. Yeah. People don't keep forgetting about that. you got to be 35 and be a natural-born citizen. That's all you need to do. 
to run for president. It's like, and I'm thinking, dude, if freaking Trump got the presidency, basically anyone can run. Oh, I'm yeah. just curious to see what his platform is and what party he's going to run for. I'm just curious to see what party. But yeah, that was something he went over the weekend. He put on Twitter saying, I decided to run for 2020. And of course, Elon Musk is like supporting him. So we'll see who he'll pick at his running mate. And we'll see how it goes. But I mean, elections are coming up in November. So of course, you know, right now with everything going on right now, I mean, the best, biggest voice we can do is go out there and vote. Yeah, guys, and please... Whatever your qualms are with uh, Kanye, I feel like this is... And if you haven't seen going around, this is this seems like another ploy to um, to diverge votes to help Trump and his campaign. And if that's the case, that's the case. Uh, there's been reports even today that he Kanye West's company received the pandemic protection plan that small businesses are supposed to get, but they didn't. And he got the millions, and he's already looking to get a new mil- a new fucking mansion. Which, I take that shit with a grain of salt when I feel like people, it's like, you don't know what he's going to do with this money. But he, him receiving that when he made so much money off the deal with Adidas for his Yeezy line, or the Yeezy shoe line. And, uh, and obviously Yeezy, he made a, you know, he made a, a cultural impact with people getting his shoes like they were buying Supreme stuff. But... Based on the consensus I've seen on the the threads and the chat threads, it's a lot of people just like don't. This is just a fucking ploy to do you know to diverge things from the Democratic Party, and I mean he does have an album coming out soon, and if you take these things with a grain of salt and be a little you know put your little skeptic hat on for a second, remember these things come in cycles. So I wouldn't be surprised. The Jesus is King album, I listened to it, but it was last year, and he was doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. And now it's the same thing. He wants to... And hey, dude, at this point, fuck, if you can run for president and you have the influence, that's all it is. Yeah. You can do it. Fuck, we have Trump in the office. I can't... I'm, nothing surprises me anymore. So, and who's to, and who's to say that the Democrats, the Dem- the Democrats aren't doing anything shit either? Because they both play the same sides, guys. Yeah. So just remember that... You have the power to vote. No, let, don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. You vote for whoever you want. Mm-hmm. People are going to hate regardless what you do. And with these inflamed times of cancel culture and people being a little too sensitive on some shit, like it's only making it more and more seem like, damn, man, you know what? No, I have to be as independent as possible. And I, I for one, used to be very, not naive, but always left-leaning on certain things. And I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm... I'm I just have a very kind of lone look on the, the, you know, the landscape of politics. And right now, everything's been so inflamed. The only positive I've seen in this is people are actually paying attention. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's still people who, you know, quote unquote, are getting lost in the sauce. So just remember, both sides are playing the game and it's a mental warfare thing. And fuck. <laughs> We were, what, three years ago, we were saying, oh, The Rock should fucking run, and Oprah should run. But it went out as Kanye West, and I was like, well, fuck that. It's like, dude, what's the difference? It's all ridiculous anyways. Like I said, like, well, I said my kids a point. Yeah. Trump was able to win it, and he had no yeah. political resume. No, and look yeah. at that. He won. So that whole, yes, that whole career politician thing is one thing, but it's like, who gives a fuck? You could be a server for 40 years. Doesn't mean you're a great server. I mean, you, you've probably been around to where it's like, yeah, you know a thing or two about providing a quality service. But if you worked at the same restaurant for 40 years, I'd rather you 
try different environments, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not going to knock you down. I don't knock people down in the service industry. I used to work in restaurants. I actually really enjoyed working in restaurants. Mm-hmm. But for what it's worth, this is what I don't, don't like the, about the whole, you know, I'm always about keeping it fresh, learning as you go and try different things as opposed to like, well, I've been in the office for 50 years, so that gives me the right. Like, no, dude, that just, you got to see how it's all fucking, man, I recommend watching The West Wing. If, if you oh yeah, our, our, you have to watch. If it. you remember Mondo, who our roommate is, he's been on the podcast before. He's got us like, he he pretty much got us on a West Wing fix right now. No, I, yeah. I just started I mean, watching the first ten minutes of it. I'm oh, already, yeah. I'm already mm-hmm. like, my my curiosity is peaked because it's like, it's funny because when you're a kid, you don't watch these sitcoms, but like no. as you get older, you start enjoying them when you're older because it makes sense. But West Wing, even data as it is, that show lasted to like 2005, dude. That's like yeah, and it's 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 not that data as data as it goes. But it's when you basically see, yeah, when you see as it goes, you're gonna see. Damn, they're still dealing with the same shit that we are. It's just a little scope. And uh, I'm in this. I'm I'm already midway through the second season. But like I I used to watch it in high school. Yeah. Uh, and then I completely stopped because we I didn't have the fucking DVDs, so we gotta watch it at school because we had the library. But uh. I think, like, shows like that, House of Cards before it became kind of shitty uh, due to obvious reasons. And, like, other political shows, I, I highly... I mean, if you're not a fan of Aaron Sorkin, you should be because his writing is impeccable. That guy just knows how to fucking write a show. And West Wing was one of his magnum opus uh, before he left. It's it's so good. And it's eight seasons, but they each plot point, it grips you. It's so good. And, like, each episode teaches you something new and... I just gained more respect for. Freaking Rob Lowe's on and that Rob show. Lowe's, he yeah. looks the same. Everybody, everybody, yeah, Rob Lowe's looks the same. That he looks fucking, the same, dude. I don't know how he takes yeah, care of himself. Cocaine did not ruin that guy. I, I can tell you that. Did not no, ruin. he's in there, and it, it, it's it's like like I said, I already watched like the first like fifteen minutes of the pilot. I'm so probably good. gonna go back and watch it later just to see because like like I said, our, our roommate Mondo's like you know oh, definitely man. check it out. I'm like okay, he 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 piqued our interest so. I mean, he keeps talking about that show so long. It's like, yeah, it's dated, but it kind of hits to what's going on right oh, now. That's so true. But yeah. I, what they want to pull up, depending on, like, since we were talking about the whole Kanye. Uh, of course, if you know, Jimmy Kimmel took a, a break in the summer. Oh, yeah, and he's right. having different, like, people coming in as guest hosts. I mean, his family's doing fine, but he's just taking, you know. Didn't he lose his contract? No, he didn't lose his contract. He just took a break. Because, oh. remember, he kept going. He kept going on. It wasn't because of the blackface thing? No. Nah. Oh, okay. So he's, so he's just taking a summer break because, you know... It's all good for Jimmy, but... Eh, Jimmy weird. Kimmel. But yeah. basically, yeah, he's taking a summer break. He's like, he did announce before that, you know, his family's fine, but he's going to have different hosts. So Anthony Anderson um, hosted yesterday. Oh, wow. Oh, so... And this is what he said. I pulled up this article from the Hollywood Reporter, and, and Hollywood Reporter, and this is what he said. It says, because I'm going to read this verbatim. During his Monday night appearance on ABC Late Night Show, the... Like I said, they're guest hosting Jimmy Kimmel Live. Uh, the blackish actor called West's potential presidential bid musician has yet to register with the Federal Election Commission, yeah. collect enough signatures to get on the ballot, and has missed filing deadlines in some states. He says it's historic, saying, laugh all you want, while this country has had a black president, we never had a crazy black president yet. Yeah. <laughs> Easy wants to be prezzy. Yeah. He's not wrong. 
And then, of course, you know, like you were saying that he that West made headlines on Monday when the Small Business Administration revealed that Yeezy's company received more than two million on loan from the Paycheck him. Protection Program. Not just him. It says here there's a lot of shit coming out right now. It says during his monologue on Monday, Anderson also advertised a fake company to white viewers with positive intentions amid 2020's reconsideration of race in America, um, BFF. BFF short for Black Fictional Friend. He said, connects white people with the African-American acquaintance so they can desperately need. Yep. $50 could buy an Instagram photo with a BFF. So he joked, well, $89 would get a BFF to like the photo and post a comment, my man. A premium level lands customers with a high-fine picture of a Lakers game while a family visit plan will bring a BFF to a Fox News-loving parent. The LA native additionally weighed in on the volume of illegal fiber soft during July 4 in his home city. Of course, you guys, you know, 4th of July was this past weekend, and believe me, even though some states it's illegal, people are going to still shoot it off. They're at their home. What can you do? Now, around here, that pretty much, everyone's slaying up shit on 4th of July. Luckily, it was on a Saturday. <laughs> but, yeah, like when I was like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, dude, like four corners, dude. It was like, one person like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, to myself, I'm thinking, where did they get all this money? I'm thinking, oh, they must have used a stimulus check to invest in something. Invest in fireworks. Well, yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you are, if you, you know, accommodate for a budget on fireworks, fuck. I mean, there's people. Oh, yeah, this is what you're talking about, that apparently. It is what it is. That's what you said about, about, you know, Jimmy's uh, Kimmel taking a summer break from his late show amid the resurfacing of a blackface impression of an NBA star from the 90s. Kimmel has apologized for the impression. So, uh, that's why a lot of people are saying why he's taking a break because of that. Um, yeah, I mean, but that's the thing is that, like, so he he could, and mind you, he's on ABC, right? And he's probably, you know, he's been so digestible over the years that, like, he completely changed his, uh, I want to say, com- comedy style. If you weren't aware of the man show when he had with Ann Corolla as a co-host, that show was different. But, fuck, he was way, way different on a whole different channel network. But, nonetheless, he went from that to doing late night and... Completely changed his view, his you know his shtick. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't get it. Uh, he doesn't get canceled for that. But then we're seeing uh, a, a whole different celebrity blog. We're seeing like YouTubers getting you know left and right getting hit with sexual assault allegations or blackface things. Like people like Jenna Marbles came out and said she's done with YouTube because mm-hmm. of, of videos that she made in private that you know she was. Doing blackface, and she came out, did her apology video, and then we have someone like Shane Dawson who did that shit too, and had some pedophilic remarks against where he likes to play off his jokes. But Mm -hmm. it's been surface getting surfaced by a lot of people who are doing their diligence, and uh, he's facing a lot of things. And and then even the 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 Smith family, uh, Will Smith's family and co, uh, tweeting him and. Uh, such as Jaden Smith because he did like a weird jerk off motion. Shane Dawson did. Uh, mm-hmm. If you don't know who Shane Dawson is, YouTube fucking mm-hmm. celebrity to the max. He uh, he did a lot of blackface videos in the past. Did a lot of weird jokes towards kids, and he he I think it was on a radio show that he was fucking masturbating in front of a Will Smith poster. Will wow. Smith is uh, the daughter of Will Smith, and she was young at that time. So this is very, like when she was start. I, I don't know. Uh, what was that one song? Uh, Whip my hair back and forth. I don't. I think she was still very much like 15 when that shit came out. And then Jaden Smith came out and like just fucking said his stuff. And that's her brother, so it makes sense. But like the whole family came after him, and so it's just like, damn. Uh, now, 
and then he had to pull all of his makeup line done. He got all this shit demonetized. Like he's basically done, mm-hmm. and uh, he'll probably face a lot of you know a lot of lawsuits and whatnot. But it just goes to show you that it's not just uh, the mainstream Hollywood. It, it's, it could happen to YouTube, and this shit's bleeding everywhere. Um, but. The bad thing is, I think, is that there's going to be a bubble that, if it hasn't been popped already, it's... Do you see a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of YouTube commenters coming out and saying stuff? I mean, even Angry Joe got accused of something, and his ass came out with the receipts. Like, he's like, oh, okay, cool, I'll show you what's up. And then that immediately got squashed. So, we're seeing a lot of people, you know, do their diligence, and... It's sad that it's come to this, and I understand that if you've been a victim of sexual assault and all that things, we shouldn't take that lightly, but at the same time, we can't just go around and not have a due process of things. You still, there still has, it's, it's we're living in this culture of uh, guilty until proven innocent, instead of the other way around, which is you're innocent until proven guilty, and, and fuck. And I'm not saying there aren't creeps out there, because there definitely is. In all aspects and in all in all industries, there's fucking people taking advantage of their their executive power. I mean, our fucking president, <laughs> our president has ties to Jeffrey Epstein. Come on, how do, I think that's how he got his wife. But what? Nonetheless, nonetheless. But like, yeah, like, like I said, that happened too. Like, like I said. YouTube, like, you know, vloggers, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like you got to watch what you said. Like, look at Sammy Guevara, wrestler. He had a vlog. Now he's taking a break with one of, the, of his comments he said four years ago. You know, he has a, you know, he apologized, had an apology video, taking a break from social media. Because he does his vlog where he vlogs his, basically his life outside the ring. It's like, like I said, it's coming down, people. And right now I do want to bring up, especially we're talking about the whole, like, harassment and stuff right now. Um, I want to talk about actress, uh, voice actress Laura Bailey, who you know recently lent her voice talent to one of the characters in from Naughty Dogs, The Last of Us Part Two. And apparently, she's been getting like a lot of like negative backlash against the character she portrayed. It's like, and this is people that took the game so seriously to go after the voice actress. Like, honestly, guys, come on, it's a game. <laughs> it's like imagine if Thomas Hill said like if you hated him so much as being Loki you're gonna go after him because he's Loki people do man <laughs> but it's funny it's like it's not funny as a sense but to me it's like guys she's portraying a character in a video game and she has to read certain lines of that character don't go after her I mean she's a respected voice actor I love her work she's done so much and it's like it's like, it's like of all the things it's like yeah it says here this is from IGN and Naughty Dog actually responds to the harassment she was getting it says here Naughty Dog stood behind The Last of Us Part 2 this article is from IGN it's written by Adam Bankhurst and it says here Naughty Dog behind The Last of Us Part 2 as well as Abby's voice Abby's voice actor Arbane director Neil Druckmann have responded to the online harassment and death threats they have received following the game's release Laura Bailey took to Twitter on July 3rd to share some of the horrible messages she had received since The Last of Us Part 2 was released on June 19, 2020. Along the images of some of the responses, Billy said, man, I try to only post positive stuff in here, but sometimes this just gets a little overwhelming. I blacked out some of the words because, you know, spoilers, side note. Thank you all the people sending positive messages to bounce out. It means more than I can say. Uh, I guess there was a lot of, you know, anti-Semitic and all that stuff on there. Like, come on, transphobic. Man, and like, shit's still going on. Man, just bad ideas. 
ideas. And this is what Naughty Dog said on this one, July 5th. They said, although we do welcome critical discussion, we condemn any form of harassment or threats directed towards our team and cast. Their safety is our top priority. We must all work together to root out the type of behavior and maintain a constructive and compassionate discourse. I haven't played a game yet. I know it came out. An hour later, Last of Us Part 2's director Neil Druckmann shares some of the hate he's been getting. I guess everybody will never hating on the game and stuff. I don't know if they're hating on the game or the story. But I thought they're making it into a TV series. I'm looking look forward to it. Really? Yeah. You can love or hate the game and share your thoughts about it. Druckmann said, unfortunately, too many of the messages I've been getting are vile, hateful, and violent. Here are just a handful that feels it's important to expose. Trigger warning. Transphobic, homophobic, and anti-Semitic. I'm like, come on, guys. The game itself or just her? All of them. Like, they're going after all of them. I mean... Uh... Yeah, here. This is... Uh, I just pulled up. This is from Lauren Bailey's like, Twitter. But she uh, posted, you know, some of the things. Because I guess she blacked out because she wanted to avoid, like, spoilers for the game. Oh, uh, yeah. And one comment says, I'm going to kill you because of Blank in The Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to find where you live and slaughter you for what you did to Blank. Jesus Christ. Mark my fucking words. I'm like, really? You're dumb, man. You just say, say just want to say you should die, bitch. <laughs> F you, you ruined it. I hope your parents die by a heart cancer for killing my Blank. I will find you. I will kill your kid. Just for that. Just wait for that. It's just because you played a character in a game. You guys are going that far. You take that game so seriously. Um, guys, really? Really? Because to me, it's like, you're taking the game too seriously. Games are made to be an escape from reality, not to be taken seriously. But to the point to go after the people that brought you the game and going after the actors who bring those characters to life, you can get to that point, you're threatening them. These are real people and they're doing their job. They're trying, they're providing a service. So imagine like you you're telling your server who you probably know for years. What happens if they made one mistake? You're gonna go, you're gonna go overreact and say, "I'm gonna find where you live." I'm gonna you. you and your kids. Like, I'm like, Whoa. really, guys? Come on! You've had a fucking nice life, but that's the case. But still, this is a game. This is something that takes that games should never be taken seriously. Games are made for entertainment, not for something to be taken in the literal sense. I understand you're a fan of the series, you're a fan of these characters, but at the same time, these characters were created by people who took time and effort to create something special, to create something, you know, an extension of what the game was previously. Because this is a PS4 exclusive, you know, I played The Last of Us Part 1. I love the story. I love the characters. I'm looking forward if I do get Part 2, because I like the whole cinematic storytelling and, you know, the gaming-wise. I mean, Donnie Dog, man, the game was an Uncharted series. So saying, like, if... Uncharted was released, the latest one, and you know they decide to come back, and you know Nathan Drake's character does something bad. You're gonna go after Nolan North? Probably. You're gonna go after him? You're gonna go after his family? You're gonna go after him? Think about it, guys. Think about it. We're in this culture. We're in this culture right now. Anything you can say can be used against you. Keep your opinions to yourself. That's one thing. Keep your opinions to yourself. If you want to vent, vent by yourself. Vent in a room. Never post online. Because it can be used against you. If I'm upset about something, I vent not online. I use my thing to vent on something else. I vent in my room alone sometimes if I get angry. Or I play video games to calm myself down. I use video games as a way as a calming mechanism. For me, I have social anxiety. I'm going to say on here. I have social anxiety. There's days I don't want to be around people. Or days where... 
I come home from work and you know I'm at that point I'm about to break down I find something to distract myself and that's what I do because the medicine I want to take unfortunately I can't take it because of the company I work for because I can get tested for it but to say these things to a voice actress to the director to the developers of this game who pretty much you guys were waiting for for so long finally comes out on July 19th and all of a sudden, you're criticizing them or going after their families, dude. Come on. For something you have no control over, and they're just there to fucking... They're just... Do Laura Bailey, they... she's a respected yeah. voice actress. Provide a service. She, she's done so much voice work on one of her fans. She was on Critical Role, man. It's like, she's done so much work, and to go after her, go after her family? To go say those comments? Like, come on. But I saw there was a lot of positive stuff, so she does appreciate the people who are supporting her and stuff. It's like, dude, she's just doing her job. Yeah, but you got idiots, man. A lot of idiots out there that live their life online only, and then they don't... They Look at this. Look at these comments, like... And these are from Jack Jacksepticeye, who's a YouTuber as well. He does some voiceover oh, yeah. for video games. Oh, man. And he's looking at this. He's like, I'm sorry you have to deal with this. Liam O'Brien, who's one another big voice actor... He's done a lot of like anime, video games as well. He said, You are an exemplary human being, a sublime actor, a wonderful mother, and an amazing friend. I know the crueler voices often stand out, but oceans more you, more know you as the incredible woman you truly are. It's like and modern voice actors like, what the fuck, you know? Marsha Ray. Marisha Ray. There are so many things in the world to be mad about. Can you imagine? Anyway, these people can choke on a bag. Uh, holy dicks. You're incredible. I, I move heaven and earth for you. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, fuck these people. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's just, just it's the, it's the louder minority coming out to fucking, and the bad thing is, is that like, we only pay attention to this negative shit and then it becomes bigger than what it is and you got people coming after people who have nothing to do with the overall result of a game that they just contributed to, but then they, you're mad over shit. You're mad over something that is in the digital realm that's not real at, in, at the end of the day. The only thing you're touching is the fucking remote control. And then to go on, to take the time to go online and say your piece against these people who just are there to do something that they feel like they're providing a service for and that they're good at. Like, why the fuck would you... The, I'm the la- especially when the, you put yourself out there already critically, the last thing you want to do is get fucked over. And to go and to, I don't know, ignore those threads obviously is one thing, but man, that shit gets to you. And then you're, these people are all getting attached to something that wasn't their fault in the first place. And they're just, they're doing a job. Like, what the hell, man? It's like, so, like, I'm sure people go into your place and fucking complain all your shit sometimes or your boss or whatever, but the last thing you need is to take it out on people because what's going to happen? They're not going to make another game. They just won't. And, you, you, and then it becomes another grudge match for no reason. And I think considering that that game in particular was already getting a bunch of shit for their storyline because it's, it was a long time since, since the first one came out and it was very critically... Perfectly loved. I mean, yeah. So for that to happen, it's fucking sad. And for little rules and little things like that, that get people pissed off. It's like fuck, man. 
I never, I'm, you know, I've been playing games for a long time. I never once, like, if I don't like the game, I just won't play it anymore. It's fucking that simple. You have I a don't, It's not worth it for me to go online and Attack fucking, like the company, attack like the company. Attack like the company. Oh, you bitches, before I'm like, find your ass. Like, don't. Why? What are you going to do at the end of that? You're just wasting your own time. I mean, going after the voice actors are, are, to me, that crosses the line. It's like. It's just, why? I know everyone has their freedom of speech. Everyone has their right to their opinion. But, dude, come on. Honestly, based on these tweets, like, seriously, man. And apparently, while I was on Twitter right now, I don't know if anyone was talking about this, but apparently there's a hashtag R.I.P. Allen death hoax going viral right now. It's trending on Twitter right now. R.I.P. Allen says, social media watch, this is from the New York Post. R.I.P. who? R.I.P. Allen. Degenerate? Yeah. But I don't know if it's about the show, probably? Social media watchdogs. Alexanders had danced for last dance and logging onto Twitter Monday night discovered that the hashtag hashtag RIP Ellen was trending. Not to worry, Ellen DeGeneres is not dead. The tweets were reporting in reference to rumors last week that the show might get axed, which spawned a viral death hoax. Is Ellen dead or not? Y'all confusing the head. I mean, tweeted one distraught fan amid false reports of the 16 year old comic and talk shows had jumped off the roof of the house. Other Tuarati mocked the late entertainer with fake obituaries featuring pics of the generous various cut celebrity doppelgangers. So I guess it's pretty much more of a. I thought. It says. Yeah, it just says this proposal on social media. Comedian posted a photo of actress Kathy Bates with a caption the last picture of her, R.P. Ellen. Then I'll put a picture of Katy Perry with the tag, I'm shocked, rest Ellen. Nina saying the only actor has been filling the heat of a later rumor swirling that her show. Was getting just in amid falling ratings. Failing ra- falling ratings. While producers had confirmed to the post that this was the case, the generous doesn't appear to be the talk show darling she once was. In March, comedian Kevin T. Porter launched a viral Twitter thread calling for anyone who's encountered generous to respond with insane stories about Alan being mean. Mm-hmm. A new staff member was told every day she picks someone different to really hate. It's not your fault, just suck it up for a day and she'll be mean to someone else on the next day. They didn't believe it, but it ended up being entirely true. Two writer Ben Seaman wrote one response. More senior crew members from the comedian show accused her of being rude to them during the coronavirus lockdown. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting, but yeah, it's just like I said, when I saw that in IG, I'm like, really? Like all this going on? Like, come on, guys. It's mm-hmm. like. Like I said, you're all tied to your opinions, but dude, come on. It's like... It's fucking stupid. It's just people being dumb. God, I'm just... Some, why are we getting dummies a voice? <laughs> That's what we're doing. We're just fucking giving them the voice to fucking be stupid. And then... And we just sit there again with our thumbs, just like, oh my god, here we go again. More and Laura dummies. Bailey, if you ever come across this podcast, I love your work. I respect you as an actress, voice actress. You're one of my favorites. Yeah, keep doing what you do, man. You keep doing what you do. You know, keep doing what you do. Yeah. I respect your work, and shame on the people who are trying to tear you down. Yeah, because they're probably not, they're fucking not doing shit. And yeah. They just get mad because somebody else is doing shit, and I get it. Like, I like to hate on... St- that's dumb shit as much as the next person. But when it's dumb, that's what you kind of get. When you put shit out there, you're going to get criticized. And unfortunately, this shit escalated into something that didn't even have to happen for somebody who just is providing voice work to get death threats for something that gets out of her hands again. It's just fucking bullshit. Like, She's just portraying a character. And, the, and these little keyboard... These little keyboard fucking bomb threat motherfuckers are just not going to... They're not going to do anything. At the end of the day, if they do, it's fucking sad, but... And these fuckers will stand behind the keyboard and say whatever they want, and they won't—they won't face any repercussions. And that's just been the internet's fucking thing, unfortunately. 
Enough. But thanks to you her, know. she's posting all this stuff. So it's like, I'm, I'm glad she's showing, she's sharing this with everybody. No, yeah, you gotta keep it up. And, and it's, it's, it has to be seen and heard because it's so fucked. Oh, man. Sorry, right, I know we're getting a lot of the negative shit going on right now. But no, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, so yeah. this is what it is. Um, it's fucking sad. Trying to see what else is going on here. Like you said, TikTok's going big. I saw this one video on TikTok. Um, I saw this one guy, I guess, um... I guess Bob Eager saw this... This is I don't know. I saw this one video where this dude, like... He's a visual effects student. And he pretty much uh, did a TikTok where he was like a Jedi Knight. And he turned into Spider-Man. Hmm. That was kind of cool. And I guess Bob Eager caught attention of it. Um, this is another article from my gender. My math father says here, 20-year-old Georgia State University student Julian Bass recently posted an awesome TikTok video on Twitter that shows him transformed to three of his favorite heroes. A Star Wars Jedi, Ben 10, and Spider-Man. And it says here, if y'all can retweet this enough times that Disney calls, that would be greatly appreciated. Bass Row probably not anticipated that the tweet would be close to 21 million times. I saw the video. It's cool, dude. It's a, it really definitely checked out. It's like 20 seconds, but it's really good. I mean, he, he's a visual effects student. And he did a really good job. And this is Among Those Who Watch, former Disney CEO Bob Eager, who responds to Bass with... The world's going to know your name. Yep, three exclamation points, folks. Yeah, even writer-director James Gunn got on the praise with Scrubs Zach Braff instructing Gunn to hire Bass. Which... <laughs> wow. Honestly, that, like, people... Like, I mean, there's something positive. Like, this kid, like, did a good job. I mean, it's definitely check out that, that little TikTok video and... I'm, I'm not I didn't get into TikTok I'm not even on Snapchat so I really I don't know Biko you were on there you were checking out TikTok but I yeah I did I deleted it um cause should have learned about it uh it's it, it does the job very well what it's trying to do and a lot of people are creating some cool shit on there <laughs> um and I was following a lot of stuff that taught me a lot but uh they might ban it in this country cause of uh the the people who own TikTok is a Chinese uh, a Chinese data firm and if you are familiar with the CCP any business that gets started in China must run through the government the government has its hands on everything in there mm. and the app does a lot of back channels to where it collects every single data point on your phone it can it can cross-reference location it can cross-reference what you post it'll read all your data on your phone which is a big concern for government overreach and security obviously uh, and there have been countless, countless legislative, uh, I want to say, assemblies to where you have military personnel from the United States, you know, preaching to the Supreme Court and stuff and saying that every, all uh, military personnel should not have this downloaded onto their devices because it'll literally take everything on the back end. And that's dangerous because it'll pinpoint everything you do, it'll cross-point everything you like. And China, they're, one of their main games is stealing intellectual property from us. And... And the whole world is turning blind because they can't fuck with China and it's stupid because China's basically a... Uh, and we'll probably get banned for this, but... Like, China's doing a lot of, you know, if you're familiar with World War II and, and the, the fascist regime that's very popular out of Germany at those times, China's doing a lot of the same shit. Um, persecution of religious groups, uh, concentration camps, uh, kill... Uh, 
they control Reddit for fuck's sake. Like they, they're a big investor in Reddit, and they swapped out anything that goes against China, and that means if they they control that, they control everything, and this is why a lot of stuff should be you know brought back here. And so that was one of the reasons why I deleted TikTok, but there's other reasons too. But that one was the main one. And I understand. I'm not saying our government doesn't do it either. They definitely do. But for an app like this, that's been, you know, it's it's huge. TikTok's huge. A lot of people are going on there for a reason. But it's taking everything from you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the other apps won't do it too, because Facebook, you know, turns on your mic. It turns on everything. Uh, other apps read it too, but not to that extent. TikTok, it literally just like fucking goes through your back channels everywhere, and it it, it can lo- and. To give that information to the Chinese government and more ways for them to... I think that's probably with the whole Huawei thing, too. Oh, yeah, and, and, and a lot of people are blocking it. I mean, India's doing it now. They're in fights on their border against China because China's fucking trying to overstep that. And India's banned TikTok. They banned all the things. Uh, they they show them burning, like, the CCP flag in front of them. They were... China's came in and started killing people on the on the southern... on the, the border end because they're, they're in constant clashes. They broke all this... So just remember, but you know, the world's not going to talk about it because they don't want to be big back to China because they make a lot of our shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one and thing, it, especially and, when we're like, especially yeah. like companies like Apple and stuff outsourcing to them. They're just doing a lot of terrible shit and, and that's the way, that's the reason that's holding us back. That's why the Hong Kong protests are. Yeah, and they're going. continuing it. They're still fucking them up. They they do the right. I'm telling you, they've done it. It's, if you haven't seen that Black Mirror episode with the, with the social credit shit with the Bryce Dallas Howard, huh. It, it, I think it's in the second season, the third season, the first episode. A fucking great episode. But that's basically what China is. And I'm not saying we will get to that point. This is my little conspiracy hat coming out. But shit, how far are we from that? We're not too far. We're really not too far. So I'm just saying that, like, take it for a grain of salt. If you keep TikTok, that's on your discretion. I get it. I did enjoy it when I was using it. I'm not going to lie. It got me pumped. I would do it in little increments because you can get lost in there and it's just like fuck, just constant ba 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 ba. But at the same time, you know, if you are very privy about your information going out there, it's it's not that hard to get your shit, guys. And the more ways you make it difficult for other people trying to take your shit, the better. Because look, keep the app as much as you want. This is me just providing some knowledge. You do what you will with it. Mm. And if you have it, you have it. If you don't. It's all on you. You know, I'm not saying other apps won't do the same shit either because they do. You know, we do, we sign these little terms of this of agreement that are like kind of 20 pages stuff, long, yeah. and they know nobody's gonna read it because they just want to get to the sauce, and they know nobody's gonna read it. So, I say, you know, TikTok, just be wary of it. I mean, the United States already put on. I think I don't know. I think it might have been New York Times, something Washington Post. They posted already. Uh, they're already considering banning it here too. And I know a lot of people are going to cry and shit, but I think you wouldn't be crying knowing to take all your shit. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a quick break um, for, you know, our, our shoot our ad, our store ad. As you know, we're trying, you know, this podcast is sponsored primarily by Anchor, but we'd like to shoot our ad. If you guys want to listen to our lovely ad, we'll be right back for more talking Pop. Hey, it's the franchise from Talking Pop with the franchise of Biko. Just let you know, we have a storefront. It's teespring.com slash Talking Pop. We got shirts. We got tank tops for men, women, kids. 
we also got hoodies and sweatshirts. Um, we actually have coffee mugs, and we have an iPhone case and a Samsung case with the Popstronaut logo on there. Also, we have stickers, so you can put on your locker, on your laptop, whatever you want to put those stickers on there. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash TalkingPop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPop and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. Alright guys, yeah, we're back. Um, yeah, good, good job you going that one. Um, I just found something on CBR right now. I just was going to see um, CBR.com, um, comic book resources for people that want the long form. But I found Janelle Monet. She's making headlines. Um, she's actively pitching herself to play the MCU Storm. Which, that'd be kind of cool. It says here... Alright, this is an article from CBR. It was posted seven hours ago by Niraj Shan. Um, they wrote, Actor-musician um, Janelle Monae has thrown her hat into the ring for the role of Aurora Monroe, a.k.a. Storm from the X-Men. Cool. While Halle Berry played the role in the 20th Century Fox's long-running last series of live-action X-Men films, the rights to all the main characters have now transferred to Marvel Studios after Disney's acquisition of Fox. That means the X-Men will likely join the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the coming years. In an interview with Empire, Monet revealed her wish to join the MCU in one particular role. She's like, one of her dreams has always been to play Storm. Monet, who hosted some of the, who hosted some of the cast of Black Panther in her studio, namely Lupita Nyong'o, Chadwick Boseman, and Michael B. Jordan, when they had been filming the movie in Atlanta, will also be interested in exploring the relationship between Storm and King T'Challa on the big screen. So she's like, I don't know if she comes into Black Panther, but it will be a dream to have her in it. I don't know where to are with that. A lot of people have played Storm and they've done an exceptional job. I would love to be in that line of artists to get to do, get to do Storm justice. And of course, if you guys have read the Black Panther comics, in the comics, Aurora and T'Challa have a long, complicated history. They even got married at one point or are still one of the most many worlds that comprise the Marvel Comics universe. Although it has been no official update regarding specifically the entry of the X-Men and MCU, it's not too much of a stretch to imagine Marvel Studios Inc. linking their immensely popular Black Panther franchise to freshly reboot X-Men team by exploring the between Storm and T'Challa in future movies. That'd be, that'd be, a, I want to see her play Storm. It'd be kind of cool. I mean, yeah, that's a big question. I know that's probably the big questioning how the X-Men are going to be introduced. Same thing with Fantastic Four. I know the, the, they have mentioned so far. And, of course, Black Panther 2 is planned. And hopefully, this is my opinion of Black Panther 2, hopefully they bring this up Mariner. Because oh, yeah, based on what Okoye is, uh, the character played by, uh, with, um, the character Okoye, which she mentioned in, in um, Avengers uh, Endgame, that there were some rumblings in the Atlanta, Atlantic. So, as soon as I heard that line, I'm thinking Submariner. And, me, and I know somebody did like a mock-up poster of Black Panther 2, the two prince, the two kings. You could see uh, Namor versus T'Challa. Yeah. And then, of course, if they, if they do decide to introduce one of the X-Men, I mean, they can be established, but of course, with the whole, you know, with Spider-Man, you know, the Spider-Man Far From Home, introduce the whole multiverse type of thing. That would be an easy way to bring out these other characters. Oh, hell yeah. It would be an easy way to bring them because then you bring the Fantastic Four, you can bring the X-Men into the universe. Because you can bring these characters because of the multiverse thing. And of course, who knows what that snap. Remember, there was two snaps. The one that Thanos did and the one that um, the Hulk did. Who knows what other things that was wished with that snap. Who knows what those, those Finney Stones did. It probably brought people back Got rid of Thanos, but at the same time, who knows where the things are going to open. Yeah. 
So we'll have to really see, but I'm down for her to play that. I will see. I would love to see her at Storm. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be kind of cool. And, of course, I saw that Hugh Jackman posted something saying that no worries on search for the next Wolverine. I guess he posted some pictures of babies. <laughs> Wearing little Wolverine onesies. <laughs> That's one thing I just saw, but... And, of course, um, another thing, too, um, I'm going to go into the wrestling segment of the podcast. Um, last Wednesday, I actually took time off from work. I actually checked out um, the first um, AEW and WWE, of course, the Wednesday Night Wars, you know, NXT versus AEW. And, of course, um, AEW decided to bring in one of their pay-per-views. Normally, they decided to bring it to Dynamite called Fighter Fest, which is a parody of the Fire Festival. So, the end name. So, it was a really good event for night one. So, doing it like a two-week event. So, Wednesday would be, this coming tomorrow will be like week two of night two. And, of course, the WWE decided to bring in the Great American Bash on NXT, of course, you know, with them trying to keep some names that... People don't realize that like, Cody Rhodes has been like really hard trying to get the names that like, his dad helped create, get the trademark rights to them. Because I think if WD doesn't use them for some point, their licensing expires, so he was able to get Bash at the Beach. And he was trying to get the Great American Bash and some other things, but of course WD was able to put it out and call their NXT event Great American Bash. I mean, they had good matches in there too, but for me, I wanted to check out AEW. It's been a while since I checked out AEW. I like the... Open up my horizon when it comes to wrestling, and I kind of like AEW a little bit, um, because uh, if you guys don't follow like Being the Elite, which is the vlog done by the Young Bucks, um, they've been doing it since you know their day in the Indies with Ring of Honor in New Japan. They do they just follow themselves around. I kind of like they're integrating some of those things into the WWE, into the AEW storylines a little bit, just giving like somewhat realism. But it was really good, like Cody you know, defending the TNT Championship against Jay Hager. That was a good match, of course. That a lot of people saying any controversy because the way it, it finished. But Cody's still TNT champion. Um, yeah, Kenny Omega, Adam Page defending their belts against the best friends. Um, of course, the big thing tomorrow will be Chris Jericho taking on Orange Cassidy. And honestly, if you're not seeing Orange Cassidy, the way this, this dude is like portraying this character, I mean, he's already over with fans. He's like a slow-moving competitor. He always has his hand in his pockets. Has his, he has his denim jacket, denim jeans. He's just like he's just moving slow and shit, but he's so over with fans. It's awesome to see him, and I've seen a lot of his stuff on the indie circuit. It's really good. And of course, tonight they're doing AEW Dark, and of course, Brian Pillman Jr. is making his debut on AEW Dark. Because right now, technically, even though he's contracted to Major League Wrestling, and Major League Wrestling not doing any shows right now because of COVID, they're letting him work on an AEW show. And he did post on Twitter that make sure to catch up my debut on AEW Dark. And it's kind of cool that Brian Pillman, if you guys remember Brian Pillman and Loose Cannon, he was flying Brian Pillman and his dad back in the day. I'm considering him a legend. But he was one of those guys that took his character to the limits outside of the ring. But he was a competitor as well, but of course, with injuries, kind of had to change his style. He had to be more like a brawler. Then he, because when he was flying Brian Pillman, like he did a lot of acrobatic stuff. But it's cool that his son's carrying out his legacy. So definitely, you know. Hopefully a new one, but... And, of course, you know, you got Chris Jericho, you know, helping out the young thing. And, of course, um, I'll just point some stuff right now. And I can't wait to see um, what Fighter Fest Night 2 will be. Of course, I'll be working more, but I'm probably going to DVR Part 2 just to see how it came out. Um, it's just good matches. I mean, you got SCU taking on um, the Dark Order led by Brody. And, I guess, Cole Cabana's on. <laughs> AEW's on there as well. And, of course, AEW announced that they're coming out with figures later this year. They're going to have action figures as well. So, like, that promotion is coming up. And, um, 
And of course, uh, they're like, you know, they're doing a lot of like COVID testing. Like they're doing heavy duty testing for the talent and everything. They do like two point blood tests too. To make sure like their talent is like making sure they're taken care of. And I mean, they don't have to be on the show. They don't have to be on the show, you know? No, it's good. They shouldn't have to, even with them trying to force, you know, like, uh, like, like he's not forcing them to like, basically if they're not on, they're not on, but they're still getting paid for it. So it's like, Oh yeah, you would hope. And you got Jake Hager who looks like AEW suspended him because he attacked an official. He suspended for ten days. I guess he's training also for he trains in MMA as well. Hmm. But definitely check out Fighter Fest night two. Of course, um, NXT's gonna have Great American Bash um two week night two as well tomorrow. So if you're, I'll say DVR one of them, uh, because Keith Lee and um Adam Cole are gonna have a winner take all. Match which were which pretty much both belts are on the line. You know, Keith Lee's a North American champion, Adam Cole is the NXT champion, so basically all belts are on the line. Um, just trying to pull up some news from the WWE endpoint right now. I'm pulling from Bleacher Report. And I think there was something, um, I think there was like, oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, Heath Slater. You guys remember Heath Slater was one of many of the talent that was released during the COVID 19, like in April? He made his appearance at WWE. Last, uh, last night on Raw, of course, he was confronting uh, Drew McIntyre because, you know, he was saying that he never gave him an opportunity if he ever became champion. If Drew ever became champion, he gave him an opportunity. And and they had, like, a little thing. It was a good promo by um, Heath Slater, so I don't know if WWE's going to use him again because I know he's waiting for his um, no-compete clause to expire. But, it's a shame people get held up with that. Yeah, and of course, Dodi um, came out with the new look. Um, they revealed the new updated um, United States Championship. And I didn't realize that the belt they had before, the look of it, was on for like almost like about 17 years. But now they revealed a new one. I think MVP and Bobby Lashley revealed a new one. It's going to be Apollo Crews and Bobby Lashley. No, uh, Apollo Crews and uh, MVP going to go on Extreme Rules. The horror show they're calling it now. It's supposed to be that we're going to go at it for the United States Championship. So we get, oh, the belt looks kind of nice. I mean, it looks kind of nice. I know people are going to miss the one they grew up on, but you know, with the WWE updating their belts and everything, I mean, it came to a point to change the belt a little bit. Just to reflect on what's going on today and stuff. So, and this is my little two cents on the wrestling side of it. So, definitely, guys, there's two great events tomorrow NXT, doing American Bash Night 2. Also, fight AEW's Fighter Fest 2. Definitely check those out. Alright, um, other than that, uh, Biko, do you have anything else? Do you have anything? I know you were surfacing the Reddit. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, actually good stuff that I came across Reddit. Uh, Alright, here you go, that's your corner, one, Red's corner. First one I did, if you're a fan of The Office, the TV show The Married Conversion, uh, a very lovable character, Kevin Malone, he, the actor who portrays Kevin Malone is, uh, Brian Baumgartner, and he has a Ask Me Anything Reddit thread going on right now. Uh, and he's he just mentioned that he, I think he went on there because he's going to promote, he just signed a deal with Spotify to do his little, uh, his own version of like kind of uh, providing an overview of the office and his experience there. He's going to have, you know, never before seen, never before heard stories from him. He's going to have uh, interviews with the with some of the creators of the show and other cast members of the show. 
And uh, I think it's awesome because he's been a beloved character. He's one of my favorites on the show, and he's gonna. I think it's a twelve a twelve episode part for this first season. So I don't know how much he did with the Spotify deal, but I think it's good. Um, if you aren't familiar, uh, Pam Beasley and Angela Martin are also have their own uh, their own podcast called yeah, Office Ladies, Ladies, which uh, it, it, it's okay. Uh, I, I, and I'm a big fan of The Office, and I listen to it, and, you know, you're, you are entitled to your own opinion. I got really bored, because I thought it was literally they were going to actually share a lot of stuff, and really it's not. Although, I know, I really liked the episode when they had Creed on there, because uh, that guy could just do no wrong, but, like, he, he was on there, he made it very entertaining, but, I'm not saying those girls are boring by any means, but it just wasn't. It wasn't what I expected. They do talk about the episode they're talking about, but they like do it for five minutes and then they go off on anecdotes and talk about certain things. And I, it, I mean, a lot of these podcasts are popping up. The Sopranos have one their own. Uh, two actors on there, which they do a good job in that one. But they we had to postpone it a bit. But they were recording this year, so that should go out soon. It's called Talking Sopranos. Uh, and then you got. Uh, fake Doctors Real Friends with uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison right yeah uh, and if you're a big fan of Scrubs that's a good one too they you know they kind of share they're pretty present in what they're doing and then they go ahead and actually you know they'll bring people from the show and then they go off and talk about the episode and how impactful it is uh, so like I, they, I'm not saying there isn't a competition for that but it's just there's some people are doing it well and it's it's cool that Kevin uh, or Brian Baumgartner has gotten the, the green light to do this on something like a platform like Spotify. So if you're a big Office fan and you kind of want to go walk along with it, you definitely can. I, I recommend it if you if you've seen the show a lot. I think you would you know find it more entertaining. I'm not saying the Office ladies aren't good either. It just wasn't my cup of tea. It's not what I thought it would have been like. But that's cool. Uh, that's why you are able to create your own version of what you analyze in the office if not there's you there's fucking plenty of videos on youtube that do analysis video essays for days mm-hmm. um but that's something i saw on reddit uh as far as all the political crap uh the president of brazil has contracted the covid <laughs> after going off saying that he wasn't gonna get it he you know they're propping up wrapping him up as if this alpha male leader and saying, oh, it's not, you know, it's not as crazy as you think it is, and then he gets to contract it with it. Um, right now, as far as what I've seen in a lot of cute animal videos, is my feed is a little different, but on the popular one, they're talking about, you know, the, uh, the how a lot of the, basically any Trump cronies have been getting that, that coronavirus business package when they're getting millions to help support their business mm-hmm. their small business yeah and uh there have been sources claiming mcconnell mitch mcconnell's wife got a uh, got that protection loan of millions of dollars of a small business but a lot of people did some did some digging and found that uh her same business was accused of uh, of cocaine peddling back in the 80s yeah so like he her, his wife just got a bunch of money Jared Kushner and his shit got a bunch of money so like these man I swear this this strain the swab bullshit that came out um it's everywhere and so a lot of people are even tying it to why oh Kanye West got the thing and he's oh well yeah he was you know he had the, the visit with Trump earlier in the uh couple years ago during his presidency and and like, we forget that so fast because we're just pummeled with news. But yeah. nonetheless, a lot of people basically saying the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer and they're running away with it in front of your eyes and nothing's happening, which it's unfortunate. 
because um, America's just like this. Uh, another big thing is football. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, he won the Super Bowl last year with the Chiefs. the Chiefs. Yeah, and he's recorded to probably get in the biggest fucking sports contract ever, and and what is biggest contract in the NFL by far, and probably the biggest one in the world. Mm. I'll be next to like, and we're talking even soccer, and some of these are inflated, but he's reported to get at least. Half a million, half a billion dollars yesterday after signing for up to a half. And so, but it's now it's reporting that the Chiefs QB has a cap number of roughly 5.3 million in 2020. And they did a full breakdown now. So he's still going to be guaranteed just from this year 5.3 million. Mm -hmm. But the whole contract for 10 years, it's got boosted up to $500 million. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So, if you're Patrick Mahomes right now, I would. Check your circle, check your people, and make sure those people behind you are not just trying to take you. Yeah, dude, make smart investment choices. Yeah. Whole. See, now, just from what's reported, and yeah. so Ian Rappaport, off the rap sheet, he uh-huh. said after, and he put it on Twitter yesterday, after signing for up to half a billion dollars yesterday, Chiefs QB Patrick Mahomes has a, ver- a cap number of roughly 5.3 million in 2020. Very manageable, a full breakdown here. So, I don't... And this is under the NFL subreddit. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know why they're not really commenting on whatever the art, article is. Yeah. And But I saw it come out yesterday. Uh, albeit because of that, that number. is just insane. Damn, um, million, that's like, Yeah, and I'm trying to see where the... See but the, still, like, 10 years, man? It's just like... Ugh. It's fucking disgusting. That's so much money. And and mind you, like, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I don't watch football. I did watch that no, game. No, he's a really good player. I just upset... I mean... I'm a Bears fan. I was upset that the Bears passed on him. And we could have had him. And the Bears passed on him to get Mitch. I'm not discrediting Mitch Trubisky. Just Mitch Trubisky had coaches that didn't know how to properly use him as well. But remember, Mitch Trubisky came out of the same draft class as Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson. There's like the first four. The first four articles on this fucking NFL.com is literally just talking about that contract. Um, It's like 10 winners and losers from the Patrick Mahomes contract extension. But it's still like a ten-year deal. Dude. Yeah, well, because they're worried that he's going to be a one and done. Because I mean, there's probably going to be an option in the beginning to flex it if they ever run into some, like you know injury troubles and stuff. Because mm-hmm. this is a big ten years. Ten years. It's like an NHL that's shit. Just... It's like no, and he's only twenty-four. No, he's a young kid. Yeah, he's still a young guy. Um, he's still a young kid. You know. Now it's saying the Chiefs announced a ten-year contract extension Monday afternoon that keeps Mahomes under team control through the twenty thirty-one season. The full contract terms have started to emerge, but they also, besides the point in this case, the length is the point. Yeah. A deal this large over this long a timeline cuts NFL trends uh, against NFL trends. In the Chiefs' best case scenario, the deal will probably be ripped up once or twice before 2031 anyhow. No, it's just probably going to be like a fifth-year yeah, option or something. They've probably. already landed the best case scenario, Mahomes as the quarterback. This contract ensures that it's not going to change anytime soon. This, um, combined with the latest COVID protocols, calls for a quick version of some Mahomes contract winners and losers. So the winner in this case is obviously the big guy, fucking Patrick Mahomes. That's a big deal. The news has barely trickled out from the Debbie Downers. <laughs> Said that Mahomes had sold himself short. I don't buy that argument. NFL's Network's Ian Rappaport, which I, which I mentioned earlier, they report that the 10-year 10 10 deal is worth up to $503 million dollars. With a rolling guarantee structure that will pay him four hundred and seventy-seven million over twelve seasons, mm-hmm. Mahomes will be fully guaranteed 
63 million at signing, and we'll have 103.5 million guaranteed by the end of March of 2021. So at the end of next, at the end of March next year, he's gonna already have 103.5 million dollars and 141.4 million guaranteed by the next year after that in March. If he's still on the roster at that point, according to Pelissero, feels like a safe bet. Um, they also added that there is a no trade clause in the deal. So he has pretty. Uh, yeah. So basically, he, yeah. But like, and within two years, he's still gonna have a lot more money than what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a really good player. I mean, I mean, he did really good at Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, his performance on the field is really good. I can see. But man, that's a big richest deal, especially in the NFL. Well. And I know, I mean, with, I know right now with baseball, I think the Cubs right now released their their schedule, and this month there's their C game schedule. I know the NBA right now are starting to get ready, prepared preparations, and I kind of like the fact that the NBA is allowing the teams profess like you know messages on their jerseys. They're gonna have Black Lives Matters on the court as well. I know some players are pretty much opting. I think baseball too. There are a lot of players are opting out. Not participating just to be with their families for the safety of COVID and stuff right now. And one thing I just saw right now, it's on CBR right now. It's just with those people right now, they're refusing to wear masks and not practice social distancing. Apparently, Tom Hanks has no respect for you. <laughs> Who cares? This is what Tom Hanks said. Of course. <laughs> this is this is I quote. This is what he told to um, AP Entertainment when he's promoting his film Greyhound. Oh, I don't man. get it. I simply do not get it. It's literally the least you can do. If anybody wants to build up an argument about doing the least they can do, I would have trusted with a driver's license. When you drive a car, you got to obey the speed limits. you got to use your turn signal. you got to avoid hitting pedestrians. If you can't do those three things, then I get it. You should not be driving a car. If you can't wear a mask, wash your hands at social distance, social distance I don't understand. i got no respect for you, man. I don't buy your argument. Okay, thanks, Tom Hanks. Like, so... I, because of course you know it comes from you know basically the western southern United States Arizona, California, Florida, Texas have all seen record case numbers in the last few weeks yeah. and of course right now like a lot of states are doing the whole you know if you come from those states you gotta self quarantine for 14 days and it's like I know they're and it says here him and his wife Rita Wilson um, are pretty much donated the blood and plasma to labs are working on a vaccine right now because remember they both had it and they recovered Right, but it's like I understand where he comes from. It's like, and those people that are refusing to mask, why? It's like, don't if you see those kids going up, wear a mask, wear a mask, man. I mean, the most, if the most, that's most you can do right now. I mean, that's most you can do right now. Right, and social distance. I mean, it's you know, look for me. I'm an introvert. I don't like to go out, so I basically social distance. <laughs> As you see me and Biko right now, we're pretty much trying to keep ourselves like. You know, within the same house, but as you can see on this table, like, you know, right now we're recording. We're keeping ourselves some space, you know. Yeah, it's just, yeah, but it depends who you expose yourself to. Yeah. I mean, every day is different. I have to wear a mask when I go to work. Most people who go to work right now have to wear masks. Yeah. We have to, I mean, it's a, to me, it became part of my normal thing now. It's like, yeah. I mean, there's different masks out there. Even, it gives point, it's, it's like a fashion. Even what's his name, Trump said something that was like a fashion statement now. Okay. But it's funny what I just I don't know, dude. I just saw this on CBR. I saw Tom Hanks. You know, my mom was a big fan of him. So it's like for him to say that, it's like I'm a big fan of his movie. But it's funny how he just said that like he has no respect. Right, but the, the fact that that's like a bit like 
Cool. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not a person who puts celebrities on a fucking pedestal. So I just see it as like, thanks dog. Like, I don't know. I'm, thanks Tom Hanks. Like, I'm glad you could be the voice of reason. I, even then I'm like, I'm sure you're fine. Those people can social distance themselves all they want. But the way I see it is like, if it's just, if it's that difficult enough just to throw a mask on while you're in the public, like for fuck's sake, whatever. Whether it helps or not, it's cool. Whatever you want to believe, it's fine. But if that's the worst thing you've ever gotten through in life, so far, or for however long you've been existing here, that's fucking sad. It means you're, and it's always the same people who don't, who just talk out of their ass without understanding why they're doing something. So it's like, uh, even today, there was a video that surfaced uh, in Illinois. Some really? lady saying that I, I fucking, yeah, some, you know, a Caucasian woman saying that, like, I I can do it because I'm white power. I believe in white power. She was like at a gas station or something. It surfaced. Uh, it's a pretty pretty bad. Uh, she made got, got called out obviously, but fucking had to happen in Illinois. And and Illinois as a state, it's basically out of Chicago and out of the Chicagoland surrounding suburbs. It's pretty much a red state. Like Illinois is. It's split between that. It's always has been. It's just the little thing in the room. If you're if you were born in and around the city, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna more likely lean towards blue. Although there's pockets of people who want to carry this weird perception bubble in areas. I've 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 experienced it. I've been through different spots, and I'll tell you right now, it's just pockets. They're pockets. Yeah. But Illinois, you know, you go fucking a hundred miles south of Illinois, you're fucking. It's it's about as it's it's farmland it's you know it's as midwest as it can be it's mm-hmm. not any different than wisconsin that's not any different than uh, than minnesota and any different than iowa like it's called the midwest for a reason if you stay in the cities it makes sense that you're going to be more exposed to different cultures hence why you're going to be a little more receptive towards the left and that's fine you're going to still have republicans in each area i'm not bashing either side mm-hmm. however it's like and it's the reality of the situation that, unfortunately, people still, you know, carry on these bad ideas. And it's now it's finally getting recorded and we can see it right away. And these people who still want to spew those ideas are forgetting that they're on the Internet. And that shit's shown and you're going to lose out. Like there's a lynching, a, a, these group of white people are trying to lynch this guy who was with his friends there by like the in, in parts of Indiana there he they're going to the beachside and went through a trail and and this dude was with their families like it was nothing and they're having him against the tree to like oh we're gonna lynch this and the daughter the luckily the daughter came and was like what are you doing? She's recording her own family as if they were trying to tempt this shit. And guess what happened? The guy went and reported he was already in the news. The guy who was getting who was getting beat up and fucking their, an African American male and what happens? He goes to report it and nothing. They didn't, no charge, no arrests were made, nothing. This whole thing was on fucking video. On video. It's like, damn, dude, not even that. So I pulled up the other incident I was talking about. Okay. Um, it says, a woman declares, I believe in white power during a face mask dispute, or like always, in a fucking Home Depot. And it's under the Chicago subreddit, suburbs, uh, um, subreddit. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can, I think I can play the clip because it's already in the news. So it's, it shouldn't be copyrighted. Uh, but it, it's fucking crazy. I just don't... I mean, if you just want to give a highlight of it, what... Yeah, so if you go on a Google search, it says an Illinois woman 
And this is on uh, news.meredithlmg.com. I don't know. Just go on Google and type in Illinois woman declares, I believe in white power, in quotes, during a face mask dispute. Uh, Illinois woman was arrested after a video showed her saying she believes in white power during a physical altercation over face mask at a Home Depot. The woman identified as Terry Hill is also accused of threatening to cough and spit on another customer during the July 3rd incident. So this happened Recently. Over, right before the weekend. So that was mm-hmm. Friday. Um, this past Friday. At, a, at the hardware store in McHenry, Illinois. Located about 55 miles northwest of Chicago. Yeah, makes sense. Um, Hill was charged with battery and disorderly conduct. Um, Sydney Waters, the alleged battery victim, told WSTV... She was speaking with the store employee when Hill came out of nowhere, interrupted the conversation to complain about other customers not wearing masks. Hill then took off her mask and Walters asked her to put it back on. She didn't bring, and then she said she didn't appreciate being told that and ripped her mask off and started going for the gold, saying that she was going to spit in my face and she was going to cough at me, Waters said, the alleged victim. Water said she pulled out her phone and started recording. Mm-hmm. Hill allegedly gave her the little finger, you know, flipping the bird, if you know what that means, before making racist comments. And then while Waters goes, the entitlement is disgusting, she says in the video. And then the uh, Terry Hill responds, yes, I'm entitled, I'm white, and I'm a woman. At one point, Waters called Hill a disgusting racist piece of trash, to which Hill responded, I believe in white power. After Waters tried to capture Hill's face on camera, a scuffle ensued and Waters said the two ended up on the ground. The police were called and arrived. After looking at the video, they arrested Hill for misdemeanor battery. I don't, and then Waters said, the, uh, the victim, I don't deal with racism. It's so prevalent right now and I feel like if you're not stopping people and you're not saying something, you're part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Very well said. Uh, WSTV attempted to reach out to Hill for comment but was unsuccessful. Yeah, she's not gonna say shit. Her no. face is everywhere. She's done. And to me, she looks like she's a middle-aged um, elderly woman coming out with her big ass phone, trying to cover her face too. And I'm just gonna, I'm playing the clip in the background. And there's like a whole news segment on this shit. In McHenry, Illinois, uh, I've never once been. But the northern, once you go in the northwest suburbs and so on, you're gonna face a lot of, a lot of bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow, okay. So I guess they were both, and they're both Caucasian ladies. Look at that. <coughs> Fucking wild. And you know what, Home Depot, Home Depot, for what it's worth, they're getting a lot of flack. Um, a lot of people are doing boycotts with them because they, they supported the Trump campaign. They donated money to his new, his, the past campaign and the current one he's trying to run now. If you haven't been paying attention to some of his campaign runs, which are just rallies for him to do, you know, his re-election run. Yeah. Um, he, he's, he used the 4th of July address that every president does as a way to, to antagonize the far left again, you know, doing shit. As long as Elf comes up to say his piece. But it's fucking crazy how we're seeing him become, you know, using these plots to just use the same go-around he did in 2016. And people are still trying to shove it off. Or it's like, dude, that's what got him in. So, you know, he's he's reaching towards the only base he has left. And, 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 you know, and Waters said it best in this article to where it's like, you know, this shit's becoming more prevalent and, and people are feeling empowered to do such things like this. And I'm not saying this never happened because people have done it in the past. It's just now that, like, oh, it's if the president can say this shit, 
It's like, you know, monkey see, monkey do. It's like, oh, well, my mom said I can do it, so I can do it. My daddy said I could, so I can do it. And it's like, wow, dude. Like, think for yourself. But... Sorry, guys, I was being ill. <laughs> uh, yeah, and... So okay, for what it's worth, you know, just another another case of, you know, people going out and, and spewing what they, their racist ideologies, and, you know, this is the consequences. And, like, they're not that smart because, you know, it takes two seconds to whip out that camera app and put yeah, it on your phone, sounds... and you're, all right, say it. And it's like, man, and I give these people ball, I give them that, the credit. Like, they're yeah. going to have some balls to say what they need to say, no matter how bad it is. But... Member man, freedom of speech, it's not, it's, it's more it's or less, it does not, yeah, it does not equal freedom of consequence. So whenever you say something, you got to be ready to take the, the critical backlash as much as the consequences. And the fact is, you're, you, you, you think going to a fucking store and doing this shit is going to get anything done because you're in there and you're out. You don't live at Home Depot. You don't work at Home Depot. You don't do anything that has to do with them. You think these companies give a fuck about you? No. They're just going with the guidelines based on the states, governments, and what they say just to keep their pockets lined. That's what they have to because it's business. So when you think that you can screw your white power shit, go ahead. It, you know what? You In America, you have the free, you have that freedom. If you want to say hateful shit, be my guest. But if somebody hits you in the face, don't be surprised. If somebody records you on camera and just, you know, says you're disgusting and stuff, don't be surprised anymore. I mean, we ha we have modern lynchings happening right now. Yeah, and I saw this one sad. thing, which I can't believe I saw this. And I don't know, I saw this video clip. I think somebody on Facebook or something shared it. About these people at Jimmy John's. Oh, yeah. Took a freaking... These workers, guys, right? Workers. Right. These workers are laughing or something. I can tell they're from the Caucasian-esque. And <laughs> they decided to take a piece of bread dough. And decided to a fashion a noose of bread dough. And praying around saying, huh, huh, laughing and something like... You know, number one, disgusting. Because it's bread dough. You guys used to bake bread. And to do that, don't forget you're getting filmed. You're gonna lose your job right away. That's so much what happened to the Little Caesars. Uh, the Little Caesars franchise got in trouble, got into hot water work. Their employees decided to give a pizza to a guy. Oh, yeah. or, uh, that swastika that was shaped like pepperoni. They, they put they put pepperoni shaped like a swastika. They thought it was a joke. They thought it was, God, it was cute. It was cute as humor, but guys, this is the one thing you gotta watch out. We're at this age where, like I said, we have to keep repeating cancer culture. We have to keep repeating it that any little jokes are now going to be taken more serious now. Yeah, this you can't, you can't say, you can't do that shit. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like stuff that's going on right now, like that. It's like, come on, guys. And I feel bad for the the, the, the African American, like every black couple that got attacked. I'm like, come on. We're at this age where technology, we can film this shit. People don't realize, once you're filmed, you're filmed, dude. That's it, you're done. Yeah, I mean, some of the cameras on these phones are Co These amazing. cameras, dude, are freaking amazing. Like, it's like, and I just saw, like, the Kodak documentary by uh, Bright Sun Films, which, Bright Sun Films, yeah. awesome YouTube channel, Death Recommend, especially the show Abandoned. They do Abandoned, do Bankrupt, which is really good good as well. So it's really good. I saw the thing about Kodak. It was a really good documentary. Um, but still, it's like, I don't know, man. This is, it's like... It, it's wild. It, it, it's it's sad because mm -hmm. man, like you you would you would hope you would hope because it's wishful thinking that 
this shit would change for the better. And I'm not saying, it, dude, this shit happens everywhere in the world. I mean, Mexico isn't any different. They, you know, even within minority cultures, which we're not the minority anymore. We just keep saying that because it's like a psychological condition. But like, nah, dude, we're not. We're the majority now. And and I, and look, I'm not trying to draw straws here because like our people are going to come up when they need to. But we have our own, we have own racial, seg- like, discrimination within uh, us, particularly in the Latino community. Like, Especially when it came to religion. Yeah, oh my god. You, yeah, don't even get me started. Like, it's, it's co- Mexico, for instance, is a very conservative Catholic ideals sort of country that still holds racism towards their own people, uh, let alone all the darker complexion, which is nonsense. My, Mexico is very diverse. But unfortunately, this shit, this this weird, you know, this colonial condition that's happened for years has spread throughout the world. There was another clip I saw yesterday of a, 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 a which is coming out more information. A British CEO mm-hmm. who was eating in California just said, like, to this Asian family, that was eating in the, the hey, same oh. spot. It was eating in the same restaurant. Going, he said, like, Asians pieces of shit. And, every, and then immediately the server's like, get out of here, you're ridiculous, like, that's wrong. And then the family that was sitting there recording, they're like, no, we want him to say it again. He's like, oh, you Asian piece of shit. And they already, and I, I what I like about the internet sometimes, these own people get fucking, get, their shit's pulled up so fast. Like, no, obviously doxing is wrong. If you don't know what doxing is, it's when they release, you know, personal information such as, like, address locations, bank account, things like that. Which is very dangerous. I don't fucking I don't I don't uh, advocate for doxing. I think it's wrong. But some of these people found it right away. And the clip is very short. But this guy's just saying bad things. You can tell. You can hear from the uh, from his accent. Sorry guys, I was like, don't worry. <laughs> you can hear from his accent just how you know. I got you. I got you. That stuff goes around. And, and the, when I caught the video on Reddit, I was able to see the comments, and a lot of people were you know giving some knowledge and. Uh, a country that I really, really have some sort of a curiosity for is Australia, where uh, a, a guy who was from Melbourne was talking about how, like, um, Australians and the culture is very, very prejudiced and, and, and discriminatory towards Asians. Hmm. Uh, and it's, it's sad. And I've gotten it from other people I've known in my personal life who have told me other countries, and I'm not, and dude, racism exists, and it's not just here, but America is literally the billboard of the world. And we are the marketers, and and you can see it now. It's just we we're going back to the, this fucking terrible ideology, and it's only getting inflamed by both sides being polarized, and and, uh, and everyone looks at us mm-hmm. and are seeing that holy fuck, what a dumpster fire. And so leading even with this election year being done, because this is an election year, and shit always hits the fan in election years on on purpose. Hence why I'm like, you gotta see West Wing. <laughs> uh, it becomes... And it's just we're laughing stock now. Uh, it's Congress is still holding down to leave the, 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 the World Health Organization and, and albeit it is what it is. Whoever we get in office, it, it, we're gonna do a lot of cleanup and it's only sent us back even more than what we were before and it's just like, fuck. It's hard not to be involved in politics right now because everything's just been so inflamed that... It, you know, it, it, you open Pandora's box, and now everything hits the fan. And, and, I, and I'm, you know what? Like, it's not just because of Trump. No, it, this shit's been happening. It's been. It's the, just been a snowball, and 
And what America loves to do is to gravitate onto one fucking thing and ignore the rest of the umbrella that's happened. And so it's just, it's fucking sad. And, and the more and more we get these videos surfacing to where people just spewing racist things. I'm not saying it's the end, but this shit's always been happening. And, and, and finally, we've had technology has come up to the times to where we're able to catch this shit in real time or record and upload it, even if it's without context. Remember, you just still need to do your diligence and try your best to research and try to understand. It. And the most you can do is fucking start from the inside. And if you have any, I'm not saying nobody has doesn't have preconceived notions because that's part of the conditioning we've put under van in school, and that's just gonna change. It has to. It has to change. So. Uh, it changes with you, it changes with your families, it changes with what you are being proactive on trying to, you know, contribute to good causes and contribute to knowledge because that's power you, you, you can't do. You can only provide so much information and it's up to that person whether they want to believe it or not at the end of the day. And if they want to hold on to these ideals, that's their fucking, that's the right to. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like if you want a freedom of speech country, you're going to have to allow that shit. Unfortunately, it's, it's, you know, hate speech included because it's, it's something we can learn from. If you take that shit out and it becomes squeaky clean, all that doesn't happen. You're just putting shit in the closet that what happens when you put a bunch of shit in your closet that you never empty out? It overflows. And that shit, once that shit spills out, what happens? Oh, what was that? Oh, oh. So it's like, no, you got to constantly teach why these things happen and how much we have, have come so far yet we get taken back so easily it sucks and it won't be the end America's founded on that and America's a very young country compared to other countries who have been around for centuries America's what 400 something years old that's it dude not even it's, it's fucking not that old it's a baby we're barely hitting 13 years old in the grand scheme of things like we're still a young ass country but man not without it's fucking demons yep alright you guys, a little anime corner. I do want to give yeah. a, one anime recommendation for this week. Um, definitely check out Fire Force. With the summer anime season coming up, and of course, um, Funimation had their convention, so they did a lot of announcements. Um, before I jump into Fire Force, um, like I said, make sure this is the summer um, anime season. Of course, a lot of animes are getting re- new ones are coming out as well. I took um, God of High School came out. That's one of the Crunchyroll originals that are in collaboration with Webtoon. Definitely check out Webtoon. Um, it's like a company that's like based out of like Korea. Um, they got offices in LA and stuff, and they continue with Crunchyroll to create anime based on Korean works, and they do manga as well. Um, and we got High School Tower of God is one of the works on there. But and of course, you know, with COVID nineteen, a lot of those animes are coming. But they got pushed back. They were supposed to release in April, are coming to fruition. I think R Zero Life in the World is supposed to come out. I believe on the 9th. Um, SAO is coming out this weekend. SAO part three of season three, part two. So we get to see that as well. But I'm going to focus on Fire Force, which Fire Force season two came out this past weekend. Um, Fire Force um, is actually done by is actually um, done by the creator of Soul Eater. I'm reading the manga right now, and pretty much it's honestly the manga is really good. It's like the same art style if you read Soul Eater. Um, basically, to give you a brief overview from Anime News Network, a plot summary in the year. 198 of the Age of the Sun, Tokyo is a crowded co- cosmopolis, but the world's most popular city is threatened by devils that cause people to burst into flame at random. The only ones who can stop it are the Pyro Fighters, a team of specialized firefighters 
It focuses on this young man named Shimra who's blessed with the ability to ignite his feet and travel at the speed of a rocket. He wants nothing more than to be a hero and knows that this is a place for him, but he's not the best of following orders. Um, basically, you know, it's basically it investigates the whole people turning infernal on spontaneous combustion. Mm. Definitely, I love the animation of it. I'm reading the manga right now. I'm very, I barely bought volume eight. Definitely check out the first season. It's really good. I mean, if you're into Soul Eater, it's the same art style. Um, and basically, it's firefighters, and it's like the whole, you know, about spontaneous human combustion, and of course, the, the story behind it. Of course, this is called the Evangelists, or making a presence known. Of course, um, Shiran, you know, he lost his mom and his younger brother in the, in, when she became infernal. And, you know, he's like, there's these power kinetics. There's, he's a third generation. Your second generation, like, depend, like, second generation, they need to create, like, a, they need to use a catalyst to use their powers. And Shiro being a third generation, he can just generate his power connect powers as well. And there's a bunch of characters on here. It's a colorful cast. Um, the anime is really good. Um, I do recommend either checking out the sub or dub. Um, I mean, I haven't seen the sub yet because I saw when it came out on Funimation first. I believe it's also available on Crunchyroll. Um, Funimation has both the sub and dub. But Crunchyroll has the sub. Definitely check out Fire Force. Like I said, it's it's on those two platforms right now. Like I said, Season 2 just came out this past weekend. And looks really good. So that's my anime recommendation for the week. Um, before we wrap up, Biko, do you have anything else you need to add before we wrap up this week? Um, no, just uh, watch West Wing, please. <laughs> uh, watch West Wing. Uh, anything to wrap up, I don't necessarily have anything too crazy just try to stay informed educated and knowledgeable take the time you have now if you are working if not trying to maintain some sanity uh you know it's the summer it's it's a whole different time i know everything got kind of shifted in gears and the best i can do is is try to make try to do fruitful things fulfilling things try to be remain positive remain hopeful that things become better before it gets worse uh, and try your best to learn something you fuck. And please just watch the West Wing. Watch West Wing, and if you want a musical, Hamilton came out on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, check that out too. If you want another reason to log into Disney Plus, uh, Hamilton has just came out, right? So uh, if you're into musical theater, that's suggested. I would, I'm holding out because I actually want to go see it live. The Chicago cast? Yeah, or just, you know, whenever I can catch it. It's going to be stupid expensive and I get it, but it's just something to me about watching musicals or or theater plays from a TV is just not, it, it's definitely not the same. Uh, I get it. It's still an experience nonetheless because of right these times, but at the at the best, I, I would hope that you're able to attend the show and it could it can just not be Hamilton and be a lot of other productions but help those people out man because that's I mean the arts and entertainment feel what do we have mm-hmm. without the arts we have nothing not even when it comes to business and stuff because mm-hmm. artists are really everything and if you don't believe that I think you are you got it all wrong you you got it all wrong it's all pieces of a puzzle but um yeah I mean fuck it Watch Hamilton on Disney Plus. It's finally out. Uh, I, I think it's gotten a lot of. Uh, it went. I was reading a thing that they got like seventy percent of Disney Plus uh, subs- signups. Wow. Yeah, people read download just to do that. And um, so I mean, that's a homework, guys. Plus, but... Watch West Wing, 
Hamilton for your musical fix and for anime, recommend Fire Force. So those are are your homework assignments for this week. (laughs) And like I said, that pretty much wraps up for this week. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you again next week. Make sure to check out our backlog of episodes on our home on our channel. Talk about with the franchise on Miko on Anchor. We're also on Google, Apple, Spotify, and also now on iHeartRadio. Make sure to check out our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash talkandpop. We post links to the episodes, and if you want to pretty much, you know, chime in your topics or you have any suggestions for us for later on for future episodes, we have a subreddit, guys. It's r slash talkandpop. That's our subreddit, so you can check us out on Reddit as well. Make sure to buy our merch at teespring.com slash store slash talkandpop. And you can follow me on tw- you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pop Talking. All one word. If you have any questions for myself and Biko, I myself am on social media. I'm at the franchise85 on Twitter. I'm also on Twitch. I do casual gaming. It's at twitch.tv slash franchise six eighty five. Biko, do you want to share your socials? I know you've been pretty private on those. Oh yeah, no. I'm going to keep it private for now. Okay. So Biko's keeping it private. So that's it for you guys. Have a good rest of the week. Do those three things we ask you. Educate yourself. Watch West Wing. Watch Hamilton. Watch Fire Force. Geek on. Take care. Wash your hands. Black Lives Matter.